What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Casual Big Ten Podcast. Today is, what is today? I keep forgetting. Monday, November 13th, 2023. My name is Kent Peterson. I'm the host of this show. And on today's show, for the first time this year, we're going to talk all about college basketball in the Big Ten Conference. I know I'm a little late. Last year, I definitely started earlier than this. I had some preseason shows, but uh, got a little busy this year. That's okay. Um, some teams have played two games already. Some have played three. Most of them have been insignificant. So I haven't been able to, or I haven't even really wanted to, uh, jump on and talk about basketball. I've been doing three football shows per week. So really couldn't squeeze that basketball one in quite yet. Uh, if I could talk tonight, but um, I wanted to get started though. So here we are. My goal for this season and uh, for the basketball shows is I'm going to continue to do the football stuff three times a week, usually around Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, and then at least once a week do uh, one of these basketball quick hitter episodes where I'm going to talk about five topics that are happening in the Big Ten for basketball, and then uh, kind of skip over all that other stuff because you don't really care if Purdue is playing St. Mary's School of the Blind. You don't care about that. And they won 120 to 54. I'm not going to talk about all those games. But um, what I am going to do is once conference play starts, I will have a little bit better grasp of how much time I'll have to do some more basketball stuff. And uh, obviously, I'd like to do um, more than just one episode per week once we get into conference play for basketball. So that's what we're going to do. But uh, this week... Coming up, like I said, uh, we have a show either tomorrow or Wednesday for the kickstart for week 12 of college football for the Big Ten. I keep saying college. It's just Big Ten stuff. That's all I ever do. Uh, week 12 for the Big Ten football stuff. And then on Fridays, it's bet big as always. We'll talk about the lines for this weekend. I think I'm going to have the bet big boys come on for uh, bet big boys. That sounds cool. The bet big boys come on for a basketball show um, we're all basketball guys, all three of us. We've played ball together and, um, we talk, that's really what kind of like started this whole podcast is us three texting each other in a group for the last almost 10 years, probably 10 plus years, mainly about basketball. Hey man, are you watching Nebraska tonight? Look at this guy. Hey, uh, look at what Rutgers is doing tonight. This is crazy. Um, is Michigan going to actually win this year? I don't know. Uh, stuff like that, we've been texting back and forth for the last 10 years, and I was like, man, I want to talk about this stuff to more than just you guys. So the basketball stuff really is what got us started. Um, I say us, uh, specifically me getting started with this whole account and the whole podcast and everything. Um, so I'd like to have those guys on too. That'd be cool if we can get those guys on sometime soon. Um, also coming up this week, some big games that are going to happen. I'm about to talk about some games that already happened. But coming up this week, we got some big games. Uh, actually, right now, as I speak, I believe Michigan just tipped off with St. John's. That's going to be a pretty close game, according to the line. Um, it's the first time Michigan hasn't been favored this year. So out of their three games, this should be a close game for them. Tomorrow, three top 10 games. They're not all top 10 matchups, but a team featuring or a game featuring someone from the top 10. We have Iowa at number eight Creighton tomorrow. 
We have Illinois, who's also ranked number 23 right now. They're uh, facing off. They're at home against number four, Marquette. And then number 18, Michigan State, who was in the top five. Talk about that more in just a second. They are playing number nine, Duke. And that is at the United Center as part of the Champions Classic. I think the other game is Kentucky and uh, Kansas. Really good ball the next two days. And then later on this week, um, a couple of other decent matchups. We have Maryland traveling to Villanova. I believe Villanova is ranked two. I forgot to write that down. And then uh, Butler, usually pretty good at basketball, is coming to uh, Michigan State. And we'll see if they can um, bounce back, if you will. We'll talk, Like I said, we'll talk about that more in just a second. In just a second, we'll talk about that. Um, what I'm going to do today, like I said at the beginning, is uh, before conference play starts, I'm just going to talk about five quick topics that uh, are going on since the last pod. So next week when I get on, I'll have five new topics. And uh, if I don't talk about your team this week, maybe I'll talk about them next week. Like I said, don't want to cover the ent every single game that's happened. I think there's been like, let's see, there's been 19 games already. Take a lot of time to go through each game and most of the scores were blowouts. So I'm just going to talk about some of the big stuff that's been happening. And uh, I'll rank it from five to one. That's how I'll do it today. And the number five biggest topic that I wanted to mention is Michigan. I feel like Michigan, uh, especially based on preseason projections from most people that I respect, has overperformed so far. Now, they played two really bad teams. They played UNC Asheville, beat them 99 to 74. They played Youngstown State, beat them 92 to 62. Big wins. Teams looking pretty good. And uh, just like other teams at Michigan, they've been doing it without their head coach, which is pretty impressive. Juwan Howard right now is recovering from heart surgery. Phil Martelli, I love Phil Martelli, by the way. Dude is, like, very gifable. I feel like anytime he's on camera, I always want to clip what's going on and make it into a gif. He's just, like, kind of, he's not, I shouldn't say he's funny. He's funny looking. He's funny looking. But he's also a really good basketball coach. I think that when Phil Martelli is coaching the team, the actual basketball stuff, Michigan does better because I've said this before. I said it last year, so it's been a couple months since I've said it. But uh, Juwan Howard's not a good X's and O's coach. Great recruiter, great for the program. Dude can't coach basketball, so he needs somebody like Phil Martelli. Phil Martelli should be doing all the basketball stuff. If you want me to be blunt, he should be always doing the basketball stuff. Um, but 2-0 and without Juwan, um, maybe the team's doing better without him. Tennessee transfer. I want to make sure I say this right. Olivier Kamwa. That sound good? Olivier Kamwa. 21 points a game so far. Doug McDaniel, 19 points a game. Both of those guys have looked really impressive. Um, my boy Greg Waddell tweeted a video of Doug um, crossing somebody over. I think it was from Young from the Youngstown game. Absolutely. I mean, his handles look like Kyrie at this point. Like, he looks really good. He looks like he's kind of locked in early on. Um, and then Terrence Williams hasn't done anything to ruin any games yet. So if you're a Michigan fan, that is, like, really impressive. After two games, he hasn't made a major, major mistake that has cost them a game. So um, if you remember how their season ended last year during that uh, Vanderbilt game in the NIT, that's got to be something to build on. Terrence uh, not making any huge mistakes. Huge, huge for Michigan. All right, the next team I want to talk about, and it's for the opposite reason, is Maryland. Here's Maryland's key players, I'm going to call it. They have a lot of them. This roster is stacked. 
Deshaun Harris-Smith, Jordan Geronimo from Indiana last year, Jameer Young, Julian Reese, Donta Scott, and a guy that I think is supposed to be pretty good is Noah Batchelor. They beat St. Mary's. They beat Mount St. Mary's. Okay. Good job. But then they turned around and they lost to Davidson. And even at that point, I'm thinking, okay, Davidson, Steph Curry. I don't know a lot about Davidson. I saw them play live in the tournament one time. Actually, me and uh, Bet Big Brad went to that game. Um, they played Wisconsin, of all people, actually, in that tournament game. Steph looked awesome. But I don't think Davidson has Steph Curry this year. I'm not sure about that. I'll have to double check, but don't think they still have him. And then yesterday... They played the University of Alabama at Birmingham. UAB lost that game 66-63. to 63. Um, With all the guys that I just listed on that roster, that's not a game that you can lose. Can't lose that one. Can't lose that game. So uh, Kevin Willard, got to figure some stuff out. You got to figure it. I'll just say it. You got to figure some shit out quick. Quick. Because... That roster should not be one and two. And you have another big game coming up on Friday against Villanova. You're about to border. I mean, you if you're going to play like you did the last two games, you're going to be one and three. And that's before conference play. I looked at the rest of their schedule last night. They still have a lot of cupcakes. They still have a lot. Uh, I would say like six to seven games that are for sure wins. Okay. But then the rest of it's all Big Ten teams. Dude, you can't play like that in the Big Ten. Can't play like that in the Big Ten. Now, I'll be I'll be honest. I haven't watched a full game of theirs yet, so I haven't seen a ton of what the problem is yet. So I don't have the analysis that I probably should have as someone's doing a podcast about Maryland and telling them that they're bad. Um, I don't know why it is. I do need to start watching. I'm going to definitely watch on Friday night the full game, and I'll have a better grasp of what's happening at Maryland. But, man, you can't drop games like that. You just can't. I don't care how good they are this year. You can't drop. UAB, especially UAB. Come on, man. All right. Uh, next team that I want to talk about. This is number three on my list. Maryland was number four. Number three is Wisconsin. Um, I talked about, I forget whose show I was on. I think it was uh, uh, Views from the Shot, the Ohio State show. I think it was on that show I was talking about this. AJ Store transfer, um, really good player, really fast player, can score in bunches. And I thought that AJ was going to have to adjust to the culture that Wisconsin has. I mean, as far back as I can remember, those 10 years I was just talking about where uh, me and B1G Wilson and Bet Big Brad have been texting each other, um, Wisconsin's always played slow. They played defensively, and they haven't scored a ton of points. They're like the Iowa in football this year. They rely on the defense. They don't need to score a lot, but they pull out wins because they're smart and they uh, don't make a ton of mistakes. This year, after the first two games they played, 105 points against Arkansas State. Now, I know it's Arkansas State, okay, but I don't remember the last time Wisconsin scored 100 points in a game. Then they played Tennessee, who they lost to. They lost 70-80, to but the key part of that last sentence was the 70 part. Wisconsin scored 70 points. And also, the, the, the second key part is the 80 part. Wisconsin gave up 80 points. And it's because their style of play is a little bit different this year. Um, I think that it, that's a really interesting storyline. It's something that I'm going to be keeping tabs on 
the next few Wisconsin games? Like, are, is their pace really this fast? And are they really trying to score this quickly? Or are they going to settle in after a few games and uh, get back to that Wisconsin way, if you will? I don't think the culture is going to change that dramatically. I can't see it. I can't see them scoring 70 every game. I tweeted that out the other day. It's really confusing, I would call it, that uh, a Wisconsin team could average over 70 points a game. And then I went and looked it up. They've been near 70 before, like in the last uh, seven years, I think is how far I went back. I think they were at 70 one time, and then they were at like 68, 67. But I think that this year at the pace that they're at, and especially because they scored 70 on Tennessee, I think they could be closer to 75, 76 points a game. And that would be a realistic number that would be really good for Wisconsin. It would be really fun. I, I would be a Wisconsin fan if, not saying I'm not a Wisconsin fan, I'm not actively cheering against them, but if they were playing at a more fun style to watch, nobody likes to watch that we're going to slow it down, we're going to play defensively, and we're going to play fundamental basketball. Do we want to see people score? That's what we want to see as fans, and that's what I am as a fan. I want to see people score. I don't really care about uh, <laughs> what what the coaching staff cares about, which is just winning at any cost. And honestly, I think that that style of play for Wisconsin has come back to bite them. They got to that national championship game that one year. Um, but besides that, though, like usually they don't really make super deep tournament runs, do they? I'm trying to think back. So that 2015 they went to the Natty? I can't remember, and I'm not going to look it up right now. I'm not. This is supposed to be a quick hitter episode. Um, but I can't go a quick hitter episode without mentioning this team. is Purdue. Purdue. Dominant. Dominant. The one game I watched them play out of their two, they're also playing tonight. I want to I catch some of that game. By the way, Purdue was on Big Ten Plus last Friday. And uh, I only caught the last two minutes of this game because uh, my daughter had basketball practice and I coach her team. So um, wasn't able to watch this whole thing, but they had a British announcer uh, calling the game on Big Ten Plus. I only heard him the last two minutes. Sounded great. What was his name? J I think it's J.J. Palmer. Go follow that guy on Twitter, man. He's super nice. Super nice. And he sounded cool. I think there should be more British announcers. But anyways, uh, I digress. Back to Purdue. Really good. It's and they And it's because they have so much size. Obviously, it starts with Zach Eady, but it's not just him. Talked about this a little bit in the offseason on some other pods, but Caleb first, Basin Gillis, TKR, they got those guys down low that when Edie's getting double teamed, which so far he's been double teamed quite a bit, and he's going to continue to get double teamed, can't single cover him. I don't think there's a guy in the Big Ten even that could single cover him. He's going to get double teamed a lot. And uh, that means that not only the shooters – but also the other big man, whoever else is on the floor with him, or the other few big men, if there's a couple out there at the same time, they're going to be open as well because whoever's helping is going to release somebody else on the offense to get open, obviously. Um, and I think that the other big guys that they got, I know a lot of people talk about Fletcher Lawyer and uh, Braden Smith. Guard play is so good. But I think we forget about the other bigs that Purdue has that uh, really makes them kind of unstoppable in my mind. The guard play is good. Don't get me wrong. The guard play is really good. Zach Eady is the best player in the league. And then the thing that never gets talked about is the other bigs are also really freaking good. So Purdue, uh, somebody asked me yesterday, um, how many games does Purdue win the Big Ten by? 
as if it's a foregone conclusion. And honestly, I don't think that question was out of line. I think that Purdue is going to win it now. I tweeted right before the season started, I thought Michigan State was going to win it. Um, and I think that they still can. But for somebody to say how how many games is Purdue going to win the Big Ten by is not an out-of-line question because they have looked that good in their first couple of games. Um, waiting to see what Miles Colvin is going to do. That That is a guy that, at least through Twitter, Purdue fans are very excited about. They want to see him play more. I just looked him up. I think he played 12 and then 16 minutes, had eight points in each of the first two games. But um, based on what they say and how excited they are about him, he's someone I'm keeping eyes on. If he grows, because he's a true freshman, right? If he grows into a really good player, man, now you're talking about three or four good guards, three or four, uh, well, I'll say three really decent big guys, and then the best player in the conference. Man, that team is going to be nuts. Nuts. Okay. The team I just mentioned, the team I thought was going to win the Big Ten this year, it's Michigan State. Um, it's the number one thing that's happened in the Big Ten so far. Michigan State, number four in the country, entering the year. Um, they lost the exhibition game to Tennessee. So shout out to Tennessee, by the way, as I'm wearing my Nashville hat. They're 2-0 and in games that I've watched them against Big Ten teams. I know one of them didn't count, but man, Michigan State was trying to win that game. I know it was an exhibition. I know it was an exhibition. But Michigan State was trying to win that game. That was a loss. That was a loss at Breslin. Um, but the major story, though, the number one story so far, though, is the loss against James Madison. How do you lose that game? How do you lose that game? I think they were favored by 16 to 19 in this game. Um, watched most of this. I think I watched. I may have watched this game in its entirety because I just wanted to see. I had just finished tweeting out Michigan State was going to win the Big Ten. So I was like, let me watch my predicted Big Ten champion play. And uh, I saw a better team in James Madison that night. Do I think that James Madison wins that game again if they played 10 more times? Probably not. Michigan State was one for 20 from three. They missed, uh, I think it was 7,000 free throws that game. Um and really the only bright spot was Tyson Walker, who is one of, if not my favorite players in the Big Ten, he's one of them. He's got to be one of them. Um, he had 35 points in that game, by the way. And then Tom Izzo said he didn't play well after the game, which still baffles me to this day. Um, it's a tough loss. It's a tough loss. Anytime you lose at home, it's a tough loss. If it's a non-conference game that you're expecting to win, it's a really tough loss. It's not a tough loss for Michigan State, though. Tom Izzo has been there. He's built for this. In fact, I think if you if you asked him, he likes to lose these early games, a few of them. He doesn't mind if he loses three or four games. It doesn't matter. It's not like they're going to miss the tournament. They're going to be fine in conference play. They'll finish near the top of the conference. They'll make a uh, halfway decent run in the Big Ten tournament and then Izzo will want them to lose because he doesn't want to be there the whole week or the whole weekend, I should say. And then they'll go make a run in the in the big dance. That's what he does. Guy is built for this. He builds teams to be better at the end of the year than they are at the beginning of the year. And we're talking about a team that just lost their very first game. I'm not worried about it. The roster's absolutely stacked. I think that they will turn it around, and uh, I think that they'll be fine. 
I think they'll be fine, and I think they'll be right near the top of the Big Ten, like I said, and they'll they'll still make a run this year. Team is too talented. I know there's a lot of freshmen, but by the end of the year, those guys are all sophomores, basically. So I think that they'll be good. I still have high hopes for Izzo and the boys. All right, on my sidebar here, I put power rankings. Um, I did one power ranking so far, and uh, I was going to do another one last night, but then I noticed that like a few teams had played three games and then a few teams had only played two. So I think I'm going to wait until midweek to do an updated power rankings because the ones that I would read right now aren't even true anymore. There's been a lot of movement. Like I had Michigan State ranked last at first because they their, their only loss, they were one of the few teams that had lost. I think there was like uh, after one game, I think there were only four teams that lost in the Big Ten and Michigan State was one of them and theirs was the worst loss, I thought. Theirs was the worst loss. So I had them rank last, obviously. Uh, kind of tongue-in-cheek there because they're not the worst team in the Big Ten. But um, I'll do an updated one on Wednesday. I forgot to take that off my sidebar, but uh, we'll do that on Wednesday. And then I'll be back next week with another basketball episode. Appreciate everybody listening. Been doing these live shows. If you caught me live or if you're still listening live um, on YouTube, I appreciate you. Appreciate you. Um, and if you're listening in a uh, podcast mobile device, appreciate you too. Go ahead and give me a little rating. That would go a long way in my heart. I would appreciate that. Make sure you're following on Twitter or X. So we're going to start calling it X. I'm not. It's Twitter. Uh, it's at Casual Big Ten on Twitter. YouTube is at Casual Big Ten. So if you want to see what I look like when I'm talking, if you're listening on the podcast, go subscribe on YouTube. I am very close to 100 subscribers, which has been a huge goal of mine. And the only, I don't do anything on YouTube other than post the videos and then ask everybody when the, when I'm uh, recording them to subscribe. So that would be nice if you guys want to go subscribe. I appreciate you. Appreciate you. We'll be back on Wednesday with a Kickstart episode. Back on Friday with Bet Big, with Bet Big Brad and B1G Wilson. We will see you guys on Wednesday. We'll see you guys on Friday. Hell. We'll see you guys in the future.